Well, it's good to be back with, am I on now? Yeah. Awesome. I don't think there are any mic issues. I think you can all hear me. I can hear myself. Um, God's moving in Upland today. No mic issues. Um, so it's good to be back with you all. We really miss being here over the last year. Um, we had a good time in, in Maryland. I, I was there for work. Um, we come back with a testimony that God is moving uh, in the government. I was able to see a lot of things that uh, I've never seen before um, in some places of influence. Um, one, one place in particular, um, I was able to walk in uh, for a work meeting. And this was a building I won't name, but it's, it's a well-known building. Um, and I felt the corporate presence of God as if there had been people interceding, like in the hall or in the building. Um, and I was just struck by that. Um, and so just in the, in the Christmas season, I thought that would just be a good testimony just for everyone to hear that um, even in faraway places, places that we may not suspect that God is moving in, he's moving. Uh, and this was back earlier in the year, but um, just want to bring back that testimony. So intercessors in the halls of government. Awesome. Um, also, some other things that... Uh, that I've missed over the last year. The, uh, the Wildcat football team has continued to shine. Um, <laughs> most, most recently, <laughs> I, I think the most recent victory uh, over Taylor was 61 to 20. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, that's just a little, little humor. Uh, the other humor that I have before the sermon um, so we were just thinking, my wife and I were, were driving home actually earlier today and thinking about the holiday season, we're just seeing all these advertisements for uh, gift cards. You know, you buy $25, you get $5 off. You know, you get another $5 on your gift card. And well, I thought, well, I think it was her idea. What if they had the balance of how much you've spent at that store or, for example, at Starbucks in the app? Well, there's a reason that they don't do that because that's probably a number you would take to your therapist if you realized how much you had spent at that place, especially Starbucks for us. So anyway, so I have one more, two more readings here, and we'll start uh, if you want to turn in your Bibles to uh, Romans 1, 1 to 7, if you have a Bible with you. No more Taylor jokes, I promise, for the rest of the sermon. What goes around comes around. <laughs> it will eventually. <laughs> uh, all right, so Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power, according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. Among all the nations, emphasize that. Including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we'll also read Matthew 1. And these are the Advent scriptures that I will be preaching off of for the fourth Sunday of Advent, which the theme is love. Okay. So starting with verse 18 in Matthew 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way. 
when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being just a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So in the Isaiah reading uh, that Matt went through for us um, before the sermon, in the verse before our reading about the prophecy of Emmanuel, the Lord invited King Ahaz, uh, who was the king over Israel at the time, to ask for a sign that he would save Israel from a nearby enemy, uh, which was the Assyrians and then another um, king who was plotting against Israel with them, with the king of Assyria. And Israel was usually surrounded by enemies, so this was a common theme in, in Israel at that time and throughout most of their history. The Lord gave Ahaz and King Ahaz an invitation to see him move in some amazing way, as we read, as we heard. But Ahaz was afraid to ask. What the Lord had in mind was so important, however, that he gave the prophecy of the sign to Ahaz anyway, without him asking, and the prophecy was that Emmanuel would, would be born uh, to a virgin. And we, we see this in Matthew as well. But there was an incomplete understanding of what this would mean for the nation of Israel, but then also what it would mean for uh, the rest of the world, actually for, for all of planet Earth, for all nations, for all people. And in the Romans reading, Paul writes a letter to the church in Rome, also uh, where Christians and Paul himself were surrounded by enemies of God. He reminds them of who Jesus is and that, he, that we will bring all of those enemies to obedience in Christ because of his calling on us. But theirs will not be an obedience for the sake of subjugation um, of enemies like what Israel was being called to do before the time of Christ. But this will be for them to have their own relationship with God. We are all loved and called to a purpose, and that purpose involves loving others, which requires sacrifice. So a little bit about sacrifice as I was preparing this sermon. I wanted to give... Uh, a little bit of an explanation of uh, some things that were on my heart, but then also that are in scripture about sacrifice and sacrificial love. So by nature, with sacrifice, there must be a cost to it. It must cost you uh, in order for that to actually be a sacrifice. Uh, the ancient Israelites, they would sacrifice animals that were important to their livelihood, not only specific animals that were important to their livelihood, but those animals that were seen as status symbols uh, to them, and then also large numbers of them. Um, the Old Covenant was also sealed in the blood of animals, and when uh, the covenant would be renewed uh, with, between God and, and the nation of Israel, and when it was uh, sealed for the first time, it was just a massive sacrifice sealed in the uh, blood of animals. Sacrifice in our lives, and also for the lives of the Israelites, it was a practice that can't be forgotten. Our society values the ability to buy things instead of sacrifice, so it's not something that we're used to. It's not something that our human nature 
uh, is very uh, prone to do. We're just not prone to sacrifice. It's not something that comes natural to us. There are so many answers of prayer and things that advance the kingdom, however, that are unlocked in sacrifice. There are many things in my life that have been just behind a sacrifice, whether it was a sacrifice of praise in a difficult time, or if it was a sacrifice of time that I would have rather spent with my family, but God uh, called me away for a year uh, to, on a deployment, or even a sacrifice of time where you give your time to someone instead of spending time with yourself or uh, doing something that you would like to do. The greatest gift in human history I see, uh, which is the gift of Jesus, it has, his gift to us has two parts. Uh, his life was a sacrifice of his time, and it required the greatest sacrifice uh, eventually his entire life. So not only his time with us here of 33 years, but it required him to be away from heaven, which is probably something he would rather not have done because of what he knew was waiting for him here on earth. But then he also gave his life to us, which is also, as believers, even though this is difficult, it's the same thing that he requires of us. He requires our time and he requires our entire life. Obedience, so there is a boundary to sacrifice. We like boundaries, right? They keep us safe. They keep us away from people that we don't like. But obedience is actually the boundary of sacrifice. Uh, Samuel, when he was talking to Saul about how he had failed as a king, he was conveying a message from the Lord that he had failed and he had, instead of being obedient to the Lord, he had tried to sacrifice things that he thought the Lord would want, but he wasn't sacrificing things in obedience. It was a sacrifice of disobedience to try to avoid sacrificing the, the thing that, uh, that Saul didn't want to sacrifice the most of. In setting boundaries, we should ask ourselves, and, and in being obedient, um, is this boundary that we are setting something that's obeying the Sabbath principle, or is it out of the fear of man? And Jesus stressed that those who love him will obey his commands. And so in any sacrifice, loving him will mean obeying his commands and being obedient in sacrifice to sacrifice the thing that he is actually looking for in that time. So the question that I have uh, for that is, are we sacrificing the right things, the things that God is calling us to sacrifice? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're not called to give up a friendship specifically because of bad influence, but we may be called to be with that person when we don't want to, so maybe that's your sacrifice. Uh, in this Christmas season, maybe you're called to be with a family member that you don't want to be with or to give them a phone call, uh, even though maybe you could pray during that time or worship during that time, or you could spend time with family you want to spend with um, or family you would rather be with. Maybe you're being called to sacrifice your time and call someone that you haven't called for a while. So how do we walk in the covenant of love in this season? So I want to read from John 14, 23 to 26, and then move into just a time of corporate prayer, actually, after this. So if you want to turn in your Bible to John 14. And we will read verse 23 to 26. And so this verse um, is a way to frame how the old covenant is different from the new covenant. In the new covenant, our obedience 
is to bring the love of God to the nations, not only to the nations, but to those around us. So Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring, you to your, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So I just want to do something a little bit unusual. I want to spend a little bit of time, maybe most of the time, of what would typically be our sermon, um, praying for those in our immediate family. Um, so if you have someone in mind that you think the Lord may be calling you uh, to obediently witness to or maybe just obediently spend time with, I know there's someone that I have in mind. Um, if you'd like to go ahead and stand, we would like to rally around you as a church community. Um, if, anyone, if everyone has someone in their family, uh, everyone is welcome to stand. But if you have someone in mind uh, that you would like to witness to uh, in this holiday season in your immediate family, uh, could you please stand? And I'm standing because I have someone. I'm not going to sit down. Sorry, my microphone wants to fall off. All right. Okay. Sorry, this is really wanting to fall off of my face. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to lead us in a time of believing the Lord for breakthrough. Uh, for people that have maybe evaded the love of God for a long time, even though they're in our own family, um, it's, it's easy to pray for the nations, and it's something that we should do. Um, it's, not, it's not easy to go to the nations, and it's something that we do a lot of. But before we go to the nations, we're called to those around us. And so uh, I just want to begin us with the time of prayer for that. And then uh, if anyone in leadership has something specific or prophetic that they want to pray um, over our family members, then they're welcome to do that. So. Father, thank you for sending your son in this Christmas season. During this time, we get to uh, remember what that meant and what you called us to in this new covenant that would not be uh, sealed with obedience to just laws or the blood of animals, but the blood of your son eventually. And that you've called us to change the environment even in our own families. And so we want to, as a church body, just repent of overlooking uh, someone if we have overlooked them. Uh, also ask for endurance in prayer uh, for those who have persisted in, in interceding for these family members for years and years and maybe it just hasn't worked out. So we thank you for patient endurance for those who have been faithful and have interceded and maybe witnessed several times. Um, and for those of us that have family members that maybe we've just never tried to witness to before or we've just stopped, um, we thank you that that's not the final answer that your love will win in that situation. 
We believe that you're opening the door around Christmas time for gathering. We pray that it wouldn't just be the same gathering that we've had every year with our family, that it would be a time of truly reflecting on what your sacrifice means and what your blood can mean for the situation of that unsafe person, that person that may be in bondage, they may have shame. Maybe it's just one thing, one thought that keeps them from, from coming to you or just going to church or making a phone call to their family member that is saved. Uh, when we were praying before the sermon, or before the service, I saw some, in my spirit, I just saw glass panels like through, through a glass darkly. Um, some of us have just a partial revelation or maybe a, maybe a scary, maybe a scary or a dim view uh, because we just don't know much about the future with, um, with a particular family member. We maybe have lost hope. Um, so I want to pray that, Lord, you would, you would wipe away and maybe provide more complete revelation as to what the breakthrough looks like in that situation for someone who just doesn't know where the breakthrough will come from or maybe they thought they had a breakthrough and it didn't actually happen with a family member. Um, even ones that are in drug addiction and they've tried several times. We pray for that situation, Lord. If, there's someone who's tried several times to get away from destructive drug addiction. We know that you have the answer and you ultimately paid the price for that. So pray that you would get your full reward this season. Yeah. anyone else on leadership that maybe has a guided prayer or any revelation for that? If not, we can have the worship team come up and we can just go into a, a time of ministry. You can pray with the ministry team uh, for that family member if you'd like to. Um, there are also situations that don't apply to your family. Uh, maybe you need a personal breakthrough that you've just never had before. Uh, I know that the Christmas season for me has been one that um, I've experienced unusual breakthroughs uh, personally if I've had uh, an addiction or just something that has kept me from seeing Jesus more completely. The Christmas season uh, is a time where the Lord can just speak to our hearts and open our hearts maybe wider than they've been open before. So feel free to use this extra time uh, to come and seek ministry and to pray for those family members if you still would like to do that. So.